Hi, Lindsay. Hello, Quinn. Um, boy, we, uh... Like you said a minute ago, I had to dust the spiders and the cobwebs off the old microphone. Yeah, I think you might have missed one. It's staring me right um, down. I'm imagining, like, I'm, I just open my eyes and I'm sort of floating out of bed and I and I go, boy, what what day is it? What, has what I, year is it? Have I, have I missed anything? Well, you know what? Luckily, you haven't. Oh, that's good. Everything yeah. is great, I'm sure. Normal. There's no chaos in the world. Mm -hmm. We're all vibing. The mood is chill. The mood is chill. And that's, that is how I would describe 2020 and 2021. Totally. So, uh, as of today, we are recording, which is August 14th, 2021. I think it's been a year and a half since we it's been a while did this yeah um i finally came out of my cave yeah well me too still adjusting to the sunlight but um we all know what what's been going on there have been 36 million cases and 617 thousand deaths from covid19 in the u.s and over 200 million cases and 4 million deaths worldwide um, and you know what? It's right back again. We're having a full-blown community spread in the U.S. again, um, especially in, in our, our home state of Florida. Yeah. Cause you know, twice is nice, right? We got to do it two times. I don't even know if you can measure what the individual waves are because it's just kind of been one continuously building one. It feels like a whirlpool at this point. Yeah, I don't like know. A, like a mythological whirlpool, like a scylla, sort of just teeth in the middle of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is crushing ships. Yeah, except the ships are... Us? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like we should probably back up a bit, because if you are listening to this, if there is anyone out there <laughs> listening to this, um, you know, you were probably a previous listener, uh, and you're like, oh my gosh, what... What just popped up on my on my phone? I thought I thought they were dead, uh, or maybe you found this from the internet. You thought you'd give it a try because of a I don't know maybe a newfound interest in public health for some reason. Can't imagine why you'd be interested in public health at this but point. But yeah, we we haven't posted in a while, um, and I, I mean we'll we'll get to to why. But um, I I kind of felt a combination of being overwhelmed and paralyzed by the flood of information, uh, feelings of helplessness, fatigue. And to be honest, I kind of feel, I kind of felt guilty about it because I feel like I was doing a disservice to my, my public health degree by like not reporting from the front lines or being out there trying to do something about it. Uh, but to be fair to myself, we did just have a new baby when the pandemic began. Um, yeah. Yeah. So our, our little girl was about five months old in January of 2020. And so I kind of threw myself into being a dad just to try and keep my head above water. And I didn't even really know what I could add to the to the conversation that wasn't already happening in a hundred different like news outlets and podcasts and just like Twitter and everywhere else. 
um, that would have been like unique and interesting. So I was like, I don't even know what to do. Um, you were just out there surviving like the rest of us. Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. I know that you probably, I mean, you can speak to yourself, but you probably threw yourself into your work. Yes. So uh, still teaching and a lot. It was obviously a very big change. Um, at the end of the spring semester of 2020, we went fully remote and I basically taught online for the rest of that school year and this upcoming or this past this most recent school year. So um, and while, you know, it's convenient and I'm I'm very thankful that we had you know, we have the ability to still teach online and still interact with students. It's not the best. You know, I'm, I certainly missed interactions with students. COVID was an interesting teaching tool, um, especially for health sciences um, majors. But, you know, there was just, it feels like there's a lot of, there were a lot of lost opportunities to create genuine relationships with students because of that. So, and I'm not sure if you all remember, but in 2020, we had a historic election. And I know everyone says that every election is historic. But this 20 is the most important one. Of yes, history. exactly. Okay. But 2020 felt very much like we're standing on the edge of a cliff, you know. So um, I'm also heavily involved with the League of Women Voters. So it was kind of a, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on last year with, yeah. you know, just trying to teach uh, take care of myself and also, you know, make sure that people, um, were able to get to the ballot box safely. That was a huge issue here in Florida, ensuring that people had access, um, to voting by mail, um, and that they knew that it was safe there. Obviously, if you all remember, there was a lot of mistrust in the postal service, um, you know, there's no, you know, no mistrust in the election system now, right, Quinn? Yeah, of course. We're not fighting tooth and nail to restore voter confidence in this country at all. No. So after the 2020 election, it was like, what do I do? I'm just totally bored. <laughs> I think um, probably before 2020, uh, at least I remember reading polls about different uh, government agencies that had the highest amount of public trust and the CDC was was up there. It was either number one or, or number two. It followed by the post office. And uh, I think those took a huge hit. And oh I don't my know gosh. What, I don't know if they would still be the, the top. I mean, what would, what I, would even be the top? I now? know. Like, I'm like... The, Bureau of Land Management or something, where, like, the Forest Rangers. I guess people probably think pretty highly of them. I At least I do. Um, it's got to be the IRS. Yeah, it's probably the IRS. Totally the IRS. I mean, hey, every, everyone got a couple of stimulus payments, which... Um, so maybe their position did get bumped up. Maybe they did get bumped up. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't, I'd like to see what, what those data look like now. Me too. Um, and it's interesting that you bring that up because, yeah, I mean, the uh, the nosedive that public trust took or uh, the nosedive that the CDC and the post office um, experienced in, you know, public distrust is just insane. And obviously it's contributing to a lot of the not so public health behaviors. <laughs> um, I should say desired, not desired public, but health behaviors that are going on currently. So, um, 
I'm sure there are many of you who are currently working in public health um, that are feeling fatigued. Um, it's hard. It's hard when, you know, you spend your entire day, you know, essentially fighting tooth and nail to just help your community to come home and then have social media and the news just like punch you in the face of, you know, Right. I mean, I've had my I've had my degree attacked. I've had my credibility at attacked as a public health professional in the past year, which I would have never thought would happen. Um, we've seen public health directors be get get death threats. Um, people are leaving the workforce even faster now. We're seeing we're going to see a huge nursing shortage. I mean, it's it's really crazy. Well, I know a lot of people left the CDC. Um, mm -hmm during 2020, but even before that, um, just being asked to do things that they found unethical, um, change science to meet political uh, goals. And then when the pandemic hit, it just like everything ramped up and people burned out. People were asked to do things that they didn't feel was right. And they stepped down. So they found someone else to do it for them. Um, and there were moments when, like, the White House started speaking over the CDC, mm -hmm. and I think all of that is going to have ramifications for years and years and years, because yeah. there are going to be, there are scientists and um, public servants who, who left entirely, or they retired yeah. early, that position, their, you know, expertise won't be refilled. Um, and, and there, there was definitely a lot of missed opportunities that they, that they had. I, I know that they are aging. Uh, many of them aren't the best at technology. And one of the things that I worked on when I was there and that, um, I continued to, to speak about was scientific communication. And a lot of the scientists there are not the best communicators, um, and the ones who, who do that work are in short supply, the ones who do it really well, especially. Um, just the ones that can take that information and turn it into something that the public, that media, that um, lawmakers can understand, they are in short supply. And so we saw a lot of messaging failures on the part of, of public health uh, going back from to the very beginning of the pandemic where we were talking about whether or not people should wear a mask because the first guidance was no. Right. Because masks were in short supply mm -hmm. and we wanted to make sure that they were reserved for people who really need them, like healthcare workers, mm -hmm. frontline workers, and those who are immunosuppressed. And then all of a sudden people started making their own masks and the guidance changed because we learned that the that covid was spread through these respiratory droplets and that mm -hmm. oh my gosh actually if everyone wore a mask we could dramatically reduce the rate of transmission and so they changed the guidance and said mm -hmm. now everyone should wear masks and so the mask usage went way up and then when uh the school year came around and when we had those various like lowly attended but high profile um, anti-mask rallies at various state yes. capitals. Yeah. Um, people saw that. People read 
misinformation online about how virus particles are really, really tiny and it, they wouldn't, they would go right through There's mass. so However, many. you know, it doesn't take into account the size of a, a actual respiratory droplet and that, you know, like I think we even made the analogy about like throwing ping pong balls through a chain link fence. If you have the chain link fence there, a couple of particles are going to get through, a couple of ping pong balls are going to get through, but if you throw a hundred ping pong balls at it, the majority are not going to get through. Right, because they're going to hit a piece of the fence. And if, yeah. if you and another person, if, so if there's two fences, a lot of those particles are not going to get through right. to the other side right. because of the mask wearing. It doesn't matter if the size of the particle is smaller than the holes. And so, right. like, you know, just messaging like that could have helped a lot of people. Um, and th it went back and forth. And when the vaccine came out, you know, and that's a whole separate discussion, but mask use went down. Sure. And now we're finding out through variants like the Delta variant um, that you can still possibly catch it even if you are vaccinated. So yeah. you should still wear a mask. It's been going back and forth. Right. And what people don't understand is that that's how science works. Right. Um, we learn new information and have to change recommendations based on new information. But yeah. a lot of people who had distrust of authority saw that as um, – of them being uncertain or them being or being waffling. Yeah. Or just being, um, or just lying, or just right? Lying. Just straight lying. I mean, um, you know, there was a lot of, um, and obviously a big piece of this is just the politicization of, of the, of the virus itself. Right. Like, you know, um, there was a lot of, you know, essentially raising the profile of conspiracy theories around the virus that also, you know, essentially embedded itself into the mainstream. And now there's a lot of people who, you know, I mean, I think it's been really hard for some of us who, you know, maybe have family members who, you know, don't necessarily want to listen to science. And, and I think we're all on that same boat, actually. Um, and unfortunately... Uh, the people that are in our lives that we care about, those are the best messengers, right? Right. For... You're more likely to, to listen to someone who you know, like, you know, a parent or a spouse or a child or, you know, brother or cousin than something you read on the internet right. sometimes. Um, and... And a lot of us don't know how to do that well. Yeah, I feel like yeah, a lot of people, we... we we don't like to have those frank conversations. No, not at it's all. It's uncomfortable, and I don't like being uncomfortable. Exactly. I mean, and on top of that, we've been quarantining and isolating for so long that we're like, you know what? I am really good at not being around people at this point, so I'm just going to avoid this. Mm -hmm. And that's also not, I mean, obviously, you should certainly quarantine if, you know, you need to, but... You know, it's not great to quarantine from your family when there's going to be and there already is a, a mental health crisis, mm -hmm. but especially in the next few years, I given know. our terrible health care system um, and mental health system, I imagine it's going to just get worse. Um, but thankfully, I never got covid. And although I guess I don't know, because I've pretty much been quarantining the whole time. And, um, I never, 
had symptoms, um, so I never, like, went to get tested. Um, I never, like, was in a situation where I needed to get tested for some reason, so I didn't. Um, I did get vaccinated. And I know some people who, who did get COVID and said it was awful. Uh, did you ever... Did you ever get the Rona? I have been very fortunate to not have gotten COVID. Um, my husband has also not gotten COVID. Um, and I mean, I will say that living in Florida and also with the Delta variant, we've had a lot more um, close calls recently because I Me think too. that now that more of especially you know, we're surrounded by people who are vaccinated. And so, you know, for a while it was like, you know, you can be outside, you can not, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. And so, um, and then, you know, the Delta variant was like about that. Yeah. It turns Um, out way more, um, contagious. It, It actually produces way more of a viral load, which is why it's more contagious, which is why people are getting sicker, yeah. why and why there's breakthrough cases. So, um, actually, every COVID case that I have that I know of recently has been a breakthrough case. Like people that I know that have gotten COVID have been breakthrough cases. Well, you're probably also more likely to know more people who exactly. are vaccinated than exactly vaccinated. So you're probably going to see more breakthrough cases. Totally. Um, and. But the good thing is, is that none of the people that I know that have been breakthrough cases have been in the hospital. They've, you know, yes. You're, you have a, tend to have a better, yes. better outcome. Yeah. So. Which is good. Yeah. But no, I feel very fortunate. Um, no one in my, um, on my side of the family has gotten COVID. Um, that's good. So, yeah. But. And yeah, that's the lovely uh, sound of my <laughs> old cranky dog stamps in the background who apparently wanted to become wanted to be a guest on the podcast she has something to say she has okay? a lot of things to say and and frankly i'm glad that i don't have a translator because yeah. there are some things that she would say that i don't want to hear i i'm scared too actually um, <laughs> but yeah and like we we had so many things happen at once that at least for me i just was paralyzed and i didn't know what to even do or say about it. Um, and I mean, I kind of, for the past couple of years have been contemplating a slight adjustment, not a, I wouldn't call it a full career shift, but a slight adjustment to my career, um, towards starting a, a at home copy editing business. Um, I still would like to help public health agencies and social service organizations, um, but what I did was I enrolled in a UC Berkeley certificate program. They have a great certificate program that's for people who want to be copy editors, specifically ones who want to um, start like an at-home business copy editing. And um, it was great. I took all four classes. I just finished the last one. So I got my certificate and I'm ready to um, jump into that water there's a freelancers union apparently oh that's cool which i found out hey they uh they help link people to resources and to potential clients and like they have message boards and newsletters and stuff to like kind of do stuff but it's all for freelancers whether it's that's cool writers editors um you know whether you're creating content or editing content um yeah so so i'm starting to get involved in that um and uh, 
so it's like not technically public health, but I still would like to apply my knowledge of, of public health to those um, types of organizations because I know from my experience working in them, they don't always, again, have the best communicators. And as an editor, you look for uh, the best ways to communicate a message, whether Succinctly. that's applying, yeah, like yeah. boring things like grammar rules and punctuation rules to um, thinking about the audience, thinking about the best way to say something to your audience. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that, but it's been, it's been a weird, like past year and a half. Yeah. And I didn't really, really even know what to do. We, we kind of had a couple opportunities where we were going to record again, but then I didn't feel like I was ready yet or had anything to say yet because I was still processing so much. Um, and I always have stuff to say, so that's... <laughs> you, you do, and, and you... Yeah, you did finally get me to, to come out of my, my hole to... <laughs> get at it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get Talk at it. Things. Come on. No, and I, I think that... Um, I, I, def I certainly think that there's a lot of... Um, a lot of people that are reconsidering their careers at this point. Not just, you know, people that are in public health, but... You know, I think it's been a time for people to reflect, not just on their careers, but we're seeing a lot more people coming out, you know, because they've had time to sit home and, and really understand who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. um, I love that we're seeing, you know, this big shift in thinking about um, working from home, you know. Yeah, and I hope that more organizations, like from policy perspective, start to incorporate those policy changes Me into too. their yeah into it's their so needed standard, standard operating procedures or whatever yeah and i also um, hope that they that people fight for um i i one thing that i worry about and I, i'm really glad that you mentioned the freelance union but making sure that like companies furnish people and pay them for their internet for their electricity because like if you're working from home that's like, the thing yeah they're they <sighs> We're going to see a lot of companies, we already are, yeah. who are going to, yeah, off, offload those costs of, totally. you know, their, their cleaning, their electricity, their internet yep. onto their workers, um, where, whereas they, sh they should help either give them a bump in their salary to compensate yes. for that or yes. help to pay those things themselves. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I would not want to be in commercial real estate right now. I can tell you that. Like, Do you want to start a WeWork? Oh, God. Funny enough, like, my, my business partner and I are actually talking. We're talking about, like, getting a shared office space. But we were talking about, like, doing shared office between, like, five people. Because we were just like, we kind of need to get out of the house every once in a while. And then we can all share the cost of the office. Um, and decorate it and, and be weird and, and do stuff. But, like... Um, but yeah, I, I'm also just, it's, I, even though teaching online was like not optimal, it was very nice working from home. I really, I spent more time with my husband. We, you know, I don't know. I had more time to read. I had more time to like, you know, actually do some stuff around the house. Things slowed down for me, which actually in a way was really good. Um, I was running around like crazy with league stuff and all of that. So in a way it was sort of like a reset, which I feel very privileged that I've, you know, 
we both had, you know, we both had employment. So we both did have the opportunity to really reflect on like what was important. And and that's a luxury. It's too. totally I know you a luxury, know that, yeah. Like, we it's really just drawn that line even darker that there are two different working worlds. You either oh, yes. if you work a um a manual job in a factory where you actually physically have to be there to move the boxes to, you know, whether it's a processing plant or some, or Amazon warehouse or something. Um, those people are being, are just having the screw tightened on them. 100%. Like more, more hours. They're not getting a raise in their pay. Their benefits are not going anywhere. Um, things are rough and they had the highest rate of, of COVID infections and deaths as a result yeah. of that because yeah. they were forced to be there in person, whether or not they were actually essential, mm-hmm. you know, we, mm-hmm. we, what was that? Like there was a WWE wrestling event that was deemed essential. Yes. Workers. There's like different things where they're, yeah. they throw it in there. Yeah. Um, and then you have the other side of things where people working from home, for the most part, like, kind of, you know, got to catch up on their Netflix queue and got to, like, go yeah. for more walks in their neighborhood and got to Especially if they were childless. Know. I was going to I would if say that I felt for the parents yeah. that, you know, had, had young children at home who and also were you could probably hear to, our child yeah. in the background there running around. There was a little gremlin running there around. There is a little gremlin in our house yes, now. Yes. And she... Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, I can't even... Um, we don't have any children and I I just can't imagine trying to be a person, uh, be a teacher, uh, for a little one and then also be a teacher for big people. And then also just like, you know, do my regular human stuff that I need to get done around the house. Like I, I can't. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) And I I know we're, we're playing it fast and loose here with the, we don't really have a subject matter to discuss on this episode, except where, where are they now? Ooh, it's like, ooh, like the Friends ooh. reunion, yeah. except it's depressing. <laughs> oh, God. Well, listen, it's well, not going to... That was a little depressing, yeah. too. I but guess. we are, you know, hopefully getting started again, and we'll certainly have more topics. Um, you know, it actually feels really good to be back and, and talking and... Um, I want to talk about, like, labor rights. Yeah! The labor health. movement and public health have um, a lot of intersections. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, that's where it got its roots, really. Yes. Um, yes. When you talk about occupational health. It's like, hey, maybe, like, maybe we shouldn't let kids work in factories. But they have such nice little fingers. I know. They can get into the gears and all the little crevices. I know. And, like... Maybe and we shouldn't have rat meat in our hot dogs. Well, okay. I, I, You're like, I'm drawing well, the line. The first one, yeah. but the second one, I mean, it yeah. really does improve the flavor. It, well, you know, there's a little, little tang. And sometimes, a little bit of a tang. Yeah, you end up with like a child's finger in your hot dog. Yeah. Too, you? Hey, mixed meat. Ooh, Great job. boy. But... But no, I mean, that's like one topic that we could certainly talk about. Someone that... did leave uh, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle in our little free library. Oh! Were you just like totally touched? Oh. You know what? Somebody recently left a skinny bitch in our little free library. Oh. And I burned that book. <laughs> 
because it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, but no, I would actually, speaking of that sort of, I would love to talk about the health at every size movement. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yes. I know, um, like, you know, we, we listened to the, the podcast maintenance phase and I, uh, I got my, my start in public health by like researching nutrition and, um, I think public health has a weight problem. <gasps> Ooh. That could be the episode Hot title. take. I like that. Yeah. Oh, because see? There's we still got it. We still got it. Uh, yeah. There's oh, just got the so much shaming oh out my there. God, I and know. we know that shaming is A, just not an effective tactic. But wait. B, it's counterintuitive to the entire idea of public I health. thought that we solved HIV by shaming people. I thought that we, that happened, right? They did. Was that right? Oh, <laughs> I know. We need like the, we need, <laughs> we need the, yeah, side narration. Of, like I, I remember in school, they, they had us watch, um, they had us watch that stupid, that weight of the nation. <gasps> yes. I've, I've probably watched that seven different times. Oh and my God. I swear they share, they like show it. I, I think the health department, the health department watch, did made, and made us watch that. It's an awful piece of propaganda. It it's really just, is. It's just a terrible thing that needs to be taken down. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about that. I could, I could talk about that for a full hour. Me too. Honestly. Um, yeah, so I think we do have some some content coming our way. We got some we got some uh, gears to grind. Oh yeah, <laughs> some gears to grind. I got I got something stuck in my craw. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear and I well I hopefully hopefully I don't have to smell whatever is stuck in your craw. <laughs> well, it's been in there for a while. Yeah. Ooh. So it's not Yikes. fresh. Uh, but yeah, Cold takes coming your way. Can we do what we normally do at the end of the episode and ask each other what we're enjoying currently? Oh man, yeah, that's a that is a great question. Um, I've been playing a lot of the Elder Scrolls Online. Nice. Um, that's been my way of like winding down at the end of the day when I put the kid to bed. Um, <laughs> I yep, yeah, I've Need got it. my my Nord Dragon Knight. Great job. Going out there, you know. Norden it up. Doing quests and, and having fun. I've not been reading as much as I like to. I'm wow. like I'm in a I'm in a weird place where I've got like four books that are like halfway through them and I just haven't gotten into a groove because mm -hmm. then I sit in bed and I do my, my night scrollies instead Yeah. and I get really angry and then I close my eyes. Oof, that sounds healthy. It's really good. It's really good for me too. I bet. I bet you have such good sleep during oh, that. Oh, the sleep Dreamless, is calming. Furious. Yeah. Uh, I've been... Uh, gosh, what else? It's not like I'm seeing, not like I'm going to the movies. It's not like I'm going anywhere to do anything. I've gotten back into jogging a little bit. Nice. And um, with not with the goal of, of losing weight, not with the goal of like running a marathon, just in the goal of like just sort of feel doing good. it to feel, to feel good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen. And, and that's been good, even though... It's brutally hot right now, so I hot haven't been and going then rainy. Much. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? Well, I I feel like I've been reading a lot more lately. I always I, it's funny. I think about like you know the episodes that we've done before, and I'm always like, what? Oh God, I haven't really been reading. Um, but I've read. I've really been into shocker. 
uh, mythological stories retold. So I, I read um, A Thousand Ships, Ariadne, and then I just finished The Witch's Heart, which is um, about Angraboda, who is the witch who marries Loki in Norse mythology and has cool. three children, Fenrir, the wolf that devours Odin, and Spoilers. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Thousand-year-old story. Right. Uh, Hel, which is the goddess of the dead. And then um, Jor... Oh, my God, I can never remember how to say... I I do struggle with uh, Norse mythology names. Um, But anyway, the great snake that encircles Midgard. Um, And it's actually really, really good. I did dip my toe into true crime recently, not via podcast, because I'm obsessed with true crime podcasts like any, I don't know, 30-year-old white woman, but um, I read this really good book actually called um, Strange Piece of Paradise, and it's about a woman named Terry Gents, and she, in the 1970s, right around the time of the bicentennial, she and her college friend decide that they're going to bike across America, and it's just her and this other girl, um, and they they start in Oregon with the you know goal of reaching Virginia. And they stop at a campground in Oregon, and a man runs over them while they're sleeping in their tent with his truck and then attempts to kill them with a hatchet. Something light. Something real light. Cool. Uh, But the story, it's... And and honestly, it doesn't really... You know, obviously, that's like the start of the story, but it's her journey in finding out who did it because they never arrested anybody. Oh, my God. But it's actually a wider critique on masculinity in the United States and how in the West, you know, it's this very exaggerated, you know, um, version of toxic masculinity and, um, you know, the whole like liberty, freedom, you know, um, rugged individualism and how that shapes what we do when we have um, violence in a community and what we do or don't do in the, in those instances. And so, it's a long read. It's like 600 pages, but it's very, very good. I Her writing is incredible. Um, so highly recommend. What was that, what was that called again? It was called Strange Piece of Paradise. Oh, that's right. Um, by Terry Gents. Um, but very good. I... I if you're not... If you're not... If you're looking for something lighter, probably not your read. Probably not your read. I have been getting into Afrofuturism. I finally finished finished the Binti series, which is really, really good. So I have a lot of reading recommendations yeah. right now. Man. I yeah. James James and I have been watching Stargate. <laughs> cool. Because why not? And it's one of those series where you can read and sort of listen and still know what's going on because it's like very formulaic. Um so he's like playing Star Wars on his PC, and I'm just like reading about grisly attempted murders. <laughs> but that's that's sort of like where I've been. I've really been trying to read a lot more. I and you know for a while I was like I'm gonna read all these social justice books and blah, blah, blah. and I was like I really need to read not social justice and or just. I like fantasy. I need to, like, escape this current reality in some ways. Um, so I've actually turned to audiobook for, like, my social justice stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, anything, like, public health-esque. Yeah. It's better for me to listen. So it's, Yeah. it's I, I like a good audiobook. I do, too. I do, too. Um, 
So, and our league actually started a social justice book club, so. That's cool. Yeah, so we did, you know, your, like, default, you know, white fragility, how to be an anti-racist. We are, we're, we are going to actually read a book um, this time around that's actually about voter suppression. Shocker. So. Cool. <gasps> oh, I do want to also say that we just recently passed a resolution declaring racism a public health crisis here in St. Pete. Good. And yeah. our league spearheaded that effort. So we are the first city in Florida to pass such a resolution. Wow. I'm not surprised, but I still am. Yes. You know? Because <laughs> that was something that, like, the APHA passed in, like, 2011 or something. Yeah. Like, we know we know that. Yeah. Um, Florida's <laughs> a little behind. Uh, for, you know, in many, uh, apparently we're heading toll roads. Apparently we're really good at toll roads here, but we're not great at addressing structural racism. So Or vaccination. Or vaccinations. Um, so, or voter, voter rights. I mean, there's a lot. There's a whole list. Or red tide. Or red, oh God. Oh, we could do a whole episode Public on red tide. God, on red tide. Um, but anyway, so those are the things I've been enjoying Man. recently. Cool. So, Yeah. Well, it's, it's been nice to talk to you, because I yeah. feel like we haven't caught up very much lately. I know. Um, We've been isolated from each other. I know. Which is and also crazy. It's weird that, like, a podcast is the way that we most of the time communicate with each other, <laughs> when it's yes. recorded, presumably, for other people, when I feel like I get more out of it just by doing it myself. Yeah. I don't know. So you're literally, you are in the same room with us, listener. We are having a conversation because <laughs> this is the you, time that we have to actually have a conversation with each other. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We are catching up in real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get that anywhere else. You probably can't. Probably, probably like the million podcasts yeah, that right, are out right, there. Right. You know. Who knew that things. podcasting was so popular? Oh, boy. Well, if anyone actually listened to this, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow us at uh, Viral Podcast on Twitter. We do have a Facebook. We Do we still have a website? Yes. Uh, we probably still have a website. We still have a website. It has not been updated in a couple cycles of the moon. So, sure. um, well, you know. this would be our second season. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that. The first season was, uh, that's like pre COVID. Now this is like, well, well. still, still COVID times <laughs> during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. COVID hashtag. We still at this. We're still doing it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is still happening. It's still happening. Oh boy. But yeah, we do actually still have a website. Just okay, cool. Viral-pod.com. Yeah, check that out. Um, you can always like write us uh, suggestions or let us know how you think about it. Rate us, all that stuff that you're supposed to do. Yes. And we hope that you join us for more. Um, and we do have a back catalog of thirty some uh, episodes. And boy, I haven't listened to any of those in a while. Um, I can't can't tell you how. How good they sound if the if we still have like hope in our voices. Oh my gosh! We Quinn, don't don't go back and listen to them. Oh uh, yeah, I should do that. Let's just keep our eyes forward. Going forward, season two. That's right. Join us. 
Thank you. Thanks. And I hope you're safe and well and that you've been vaccinated. All that stuff. Please. All that good stuff. Please get vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.